Well, greetings and bless the Lord. Thanks to God on this Sunday, October 10th, 2021. We greet you in divine love with Triple C Podcast coming with another word from the Lord. Let's open with a word of prayer, please. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we truly thank you for this opportunity to open the scriptures and partake of the, the labor of your word. May we all download, read, listen, hear the spirit of the Lord speaking. Bless now, God, this is my prayer, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. And may the listeners of this word receive a blessing today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, we greet you literally in divine love on this Sunday, October the 10th. We just want to just believe that God will give us something, as I like to say, hot off the wire that uh, he will feed our spirit mans. You know, last Sunday we came from a, a podcast titled Don't Let the, uh, Amen, in the name of Jesus Christ, is Don't Let Temptation Win was our our subject for last week. And, and all week the enemy will try, when you get a topic sometimes, to try to get you diverted and get you off track and off kilter and some things. So the question came in my mind, well, how... Do some people know if they're winning and how does it happen when the enemy comes? Well, this Sunday, we want to just title this one after we read the scripture. And I'll give you the title as we read the scripture. This Sunday, we're coming from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. I'll be reading from the King James Version of the Bible from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. And this is what the word of God reads. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with the hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having a promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. And last before today, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. What does all that mean? Well, we're going to go in. This Sunday's podcast is titled Beware of Seducing Spirits. Beware of Seducing Spirits. And again, when you think of seduction, people's mind humanly goes to a variation of different things. But today's podcast, this is, it's like beware. When you see as you're driving or walking by somebody's yard and they have that black and orange sign that says, Beware of Dog. It's a what? It's a symbol and a warning sign to beware because if you go past that point, 
They're telling you they're not responsible for what will happen to you if you open the gate or climb the fence and go into a place of the unknown. And what they're trying to tell you is, is that whatever happens to you, they give you what? Fair warning. Hear what God says in his word. This is not Tony speaking. I'm telling you this is God's word. Now the spirit, if you look at your scripture, when you read this prayerfully, you will find that it's written uppercase S. I have always said when the writers wrote in this regard, if you follow the English gr grammar and the writing, uppercase means a more, it's, it's not only just a noun, it's not just an adjective of adverb, it's a proper noun. So in that regard, the spirit, he, God, the third person of the Trinity, is speaking. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, comma. Let me pause right there. I didn't say it a lot last Sunday, but still, we are very much what? In the height of the pandemic. People are dying. These are babies and young people that are dying, that are unvaccinated. Primarily, people that have been, amen, had underlying conditions are still losing their life. People are still getting sick. People are still testing positive. People have lost a lot of loved ones during this tragic time. We're, we're at the conclusion of almost two years of being in a medical, biological, chemical war. And we still can't put our finger on it. The scientists are trying, but guess what? There's a reason. I don't know the answer, but God has allowed this to befall America. And it could be, and I use the word could, it could be all the actual racial, political upheaval and churn and divide we've seen in the last eight to ten years of political bureaucracy, even to the point of them making this sickness, this pandemic, political. It's not. It's urgent. It's health related. But here's what happened. In the latter times is where I want to go and then get onto the scriptures. In the latter times, what happens sometimes? When people don't get what they think they ought to get, they will depart from God. They will turn away from the church. And they'll say because of those people in the church. But what you fail to understand is when you physically turn away from the building, you're just turning away from the building. But are you turning away from God? If you turn away from God, what does that mean? Sometimes people stop praying. They stop seeking God's face. They lean to what? Uh, their own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, who God, and he shall direct thy paths. When you digress and divert yourself from the teachings of God's words, here's how temptation will win. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some, not all, shall depart from the faith. How do they do that? By giving heed to seducing spirits, comma. The subject for this podcast, beware, flash, flash, of seducing spirits. They're trying to get you what? Off your game. They're trying to get you to not focus on God. I've told you in, in the book of Mark, when you pointing and going to your calling, the high prize in Jesus. If the enemy, who is the opposite of God incarnate, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, if he can transform himself into an angel of light in his ministers as ministers of righteousness to do what? To fool you, to beguile you, as he did with Eve. The scriptures say he beguiled her and convinced her to disregard the commandment God gave to Adam and she ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what's so 
crazy about it. Adam was right there. The scripture says she turned and gave to her husband and he then ate. He disregarded the beware of God and took the, the apple, the fruit, whatever it was that he ate and their eyes became open. They saw that they were naked. They used to hear the voice of God and weren't freaked out. But this point, they heard God and what? Hid themselves. God has been trying to warn you since you're big enough to understand the truth and understand scriptorial English to say, hey, as a Christian, things are going to happen in life but beware of the enemy. He's coming to try to get you from not seeing me, but seeing what the world will show you. Oh, I hope I help somebody today because he's trying to help me. So you said, preacher, well, how do I know? He says it. They do what? The latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. Not only that, and doctrines of devil. If you didn't know what a doctrine is, a doctrine is, is a teaching. See, here's what he tell you, that the evil spirits are speaking, they're seducing, and then there's demons, amen, that are teaching lies. Hello, Holy Ghost. So there's a few things that God gave me, and I hope that you can just write them down after you go back and listen to the podcast, and preferably it will saturate your spirit, man, and give you some spiritual nourishment. Here's what God says to me. He spoke to me this morning and said it this way. There's a few things he helped me to extract from the scriptures. He says, now the spirit speaks expressly. The question is, you have two ears and one mouth. Are you listening more than you're talking? But the question is, who are you listening to? Beware of seducing spirits. I'll keep saying it throughout the podcast. The first thing God said, understand this. The spirit of God is speaking to who? Believers. How does he speak? Through his word, through your prayers, through those who speak the truth in God, in love, never to destroy you, never to hurt you, never to tear you down and not build you back up. So anybody that's in your path that's trying to get you off of the focus of who God is and speaking a word that's negative to tear you down, they mean you what? No good. You have to be aware of those people. Here's what I've come to understand in the latter part of my growth in Christendom. If a person's in my company, but not trying to get me to the next spiritual level or not trying to get me to the next level to better my life, they're not meaning me any good. They're just there as a buffeter of the enemy to agitate you, to get you off your game. So God said, the spirit of God is speaking to you. Are you listening is the question. So the first thing God said to me to share with you is this. Don't believe everything you hear. Don't you know those people that come into your path and say, girl, oh man, I wouldn't listen to, I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do that. You think that's God talking to you? God is trying to get you to pay attention to your surroundings, who you are whose you are, where you are, what at all times. I've told you before, you are in the army of the living God and we are in a war, which is a spiritual war. Your prayers, your actions, your being, you have to be conscious to where you are at all times, even on your job, even in the midst of your family members, your relatives. You've got to be conscious at all times. You are no longer who you used to be as an unsaved person. Now that you're saved, you have a spiritual target on your back, and that is 24-7, 365. The enemy will come like a flood. He's going to forever come, and if he can't be as he can't at everybody's house, 
Don't get it twisted, child of God. He has a third of the fallen angels that he strategized and he's armied up to be everywhere where he can't be. Hello, Holy Ghost. So the first thing is don't believe everything you hear. Sometimes when you listen to everybody, don't you find yourself getting madder, getting more frustrated? Don't you find yourself getting confused about things that you normally keep a sane, sound mind? But when you start listening to everybody and everybody's talking, it's just white noise. They're trying to get your focus off and get you focused on what the world. Do y'all remember Amen. Several podcasts ago, I talked about there's two type of wisdoms. There's the wisdom of the world, W-O-R-L-D, and there's the wisdom of God's word, W-O-R-D. You've got to know who you're listening to and who's teaching you. Amen. So the first thing is don't believe everything you hear. We call it in Christianity, you're using the spirit of what? Discernment. God will reveal those things that you will understand and know. And this is, I'll get there in just a minute. So the first thing is don't believe everything you hear. Use the spirit of discernment. The second thing is don't follow everyone's teaching, especially if it does not line up with God's word. If that prophet or prophetess is speaking and it never comes to pass, you might want to check that prophecy. You be careful. Don't you travel up and down the globe trying to chase after a prophet, trying to get a word from God when God has given you all 66 books, 39 Old Testament, 27 New, to give you confirmation that God is real? Don't you just listen to anybody who's always telling you to sow your funds and sow your money and you'll reap a reward when God says that many didn't even have, but because of what's in their heart, God blessed them. But when you got it to give, you give. But Trust me when I say this, and some will get offended at this comment, but in that regard, it's mighty strange that if you, and while you're in the physical place, you take it all to the storehouse, but when you begin to the point where you have a little lack and you go back to the storehouse to retrieve some things, you can't get nothing. God says that you bring it to the storehouse that there might be meat in my house that he will give unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over that men will give into your bosoms. But what we oftentimes experience, that the church ain't a bank, the church ain't this. No, hear me. The church is a hospital that has all of the things that God would have for you to get, receive, and hear, and benefit from as a part of the spiritual hospital. Amen. But see, those that will seduce you, those that will get you okie-doke, they'll get you believing that everything the governor says from the pulpit is law. But guess what? If what he's saying or what she's saying doesn't line up with the word of God, you might ought to pay attention and get into the word for yourself. That's why I encourage every born-again, baptized believer in the Lord to get to know God's word for yourself. Amen. And when you do that, the probability and the possibility of you becoming seduced by the enemy, being okie-doke at every corner, is less likely to happen when you learn what God's word says for yourself. Ah, uh, be careful when you always go around and do what some of the old saints would say. Well, I heard somebody say. And, and this is what I thought and I heard they say. No, you better know what the word says for yourself. And quit assuming, because it's been said in the English vernacular and that old slang, uh, assumption will get you killed. You better learn who you are and whose you are. 
So the first thing is don't believe everything you hear. The second thing is don't follow everyone's teaching, especially if it doesn't line up with God's word. And the third thing is this. You will know when the truth is told. How do you know? In accordance to John 8 and 32, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. What am I saying? In my own paraphrase, when you hear people talking to you, the words that they're speaking, if it feels like, even though I've told us we don't walk by feeling, you walk by the spirit of discernment, but in your discernment at that moment with what they're speaking, if it feels like it's putting you in bondage, you find that what they're speaking is not setting you free. You are not being told a truth that will get you to the next level. They're oftentimes telling you what they think in their own human mind. And you better know the difference between a human's mind's mouth and the word of God speaking. Amen. Hopefully I'm making sense to somebody when you hear this. When you think about what I'm telling you, God is saying you're going to know the truth because there's a freedom in your spirit. You will find that you can walk with a peace. See, peace has been in my spirit for the last several weeks. Why? Because in the world, John 16 and 33, in the world, ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. When I walk in Christ, I then become an overcomer of those in the world. Those will try to get me off of my game. Those will try to keep me mad or keep me frustrated. And it mighty strange that those people will come into your life and they always try to seduce you into their situation. But if you watch their situation, those are some of the most miserable people under the sun. If you're just watching them, now if you ain't paying attention, you better be careful. I call it the water cooler mentality. If you at the water cooler, everybody talking and here you will, you stop for a little while. You got to be careful. Be careful, because sometimes when you stop at the water cooler, you're going to hear what you want to hear with your natural ears. And if you're not careful, you'll get seduced in by those demonic teachers that are trying to get you on board to talk about, and it could be, to talk about your supervisor, or to talk about a work co-worker, to talk about things that don't benefit you. you. I've told you about work. You don't go to work to sit at the water cooler and talk about people. You go to work to do your job, for the Bible says that a laborer is worthy of his hire. You don't go to walk the halls all day. You go to do your job and you do it as unto the Lord so that you're not seduced into being at the water cooler. And then if you get a negative report, amen, then you can't be mad at nobody but yourself. When God says, that ain't why I brought you where you at. I brought you to learn where you are to get you going to the next level. Amen. So here's the thing. You will know when the truth is being told. Isn't it strange? Even in church, when you hear a preacher, a speaker from the podium, whether they're on the risen platform or down on the floor at the podium, but some things that they say don't mesh in your spirit. That's why you better take that Bible with you to the house of God. When they better quote a scripture, they better get you there and point it out. And if they paraphrase as I do, that's fine. But at least I will reference where I'm speaking from to try to show you what I believe God has extracted from in my spirit to tell myself first and foremost and then tell you. But you might ought to find it strange if the preacher, the speaker, the bishop, the prophet or the prophetess never recite any scripture verses. You might want to question if they never take you to the Bible. As I call them, they speak great soliloquies. 
They speak in fairy tales and they speak in stories. Oh, there's some people I'm not going to call names, but you watch them via the television and they just speak a bunch of stories, but never give you scripture to back up what they're saying, to bring you where God is in his word. The Bible says that God esteems his word over his name. Why? Because guess what, child of God? His word is his name. In John, he says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among the disciples. If you a Bible studier and a Bible reader, you will know this truth that I speak in accordance to John in 8 and 32, and you will walk in a spiritual freedom that the world can give and the world can take away. Tanya and I always say, ain't nothing better than coming home to a peace. A peace which surpasses all human understanding. So child of God, if there's no peace in your home, you might want to check what y'all doing and get back right with God and look and quit doing what the world is doing and learn to appreciate what God is doing in your life that you can then adopt this saying that we sleep on a cushion of comfort. We sleep on a pillow of peace under sheets of satisfaction. If you can say that and you know that you're referencing God, you own your way to a peace in your heart. Amen. Hopefully I'm helping somebody. And I'm going to get ready to close the podcast this morning. There's four things he gave me, and I'm going to repeat them real quickly. First of all, the subject is beware of seducing spirits. Why? Because God is speaking through the spirit of God. So don't believe everything you hear. Use the spirit of discernment. The second thing, don't follow everyone's teaching if it doesn't line up with God's word. The third thing is you will know when the truth is told in accordance to John 8 and 32, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the last thing is this be a good minister of Jesus Christ in word and in deed. Let's go on cross and let me just paraphrase some of it and I'll get you to that verse that I'm speaking. Those demons and those doctrines of lies that are speaking in verse 2 says, they speak lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. They will tell you, don't you ever get married and don't you never eat meat. Scriptures say here that God created everything to be good if it's received with thanksgiving. How do we know that? He says, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. That's why, and this is just a Southern practice that we do. When you go to eat and you go out to eat, let me add this public service announcement. It behooves you, child of God. Don't you grab it and start grubbing. You might want to pause, give God the glory, ask God to sanctify your utensils, sanctify the place that you're eating, bless the hands that prepared your food, let the food be spiritual nourishment for your body so that God will allow it to settle in your spirit. This is a practice that we grew up on. I believe it works wonders. Amen. There's a many a thing that we could have eaten that make us sick. That if we don't pray over it, God will remove his hand of security. And I'm not saying it does, but the possibility and the probability of it, it could happen. So we learn to pray in that regard. He talks about this. He goes on in verses 5, 6, 7, and 8. He talks about bodily exercise, profitive little. He didn't say don't exercise, so don't get it twisted. He ain't saying that. He just saying that it profited little compared to the things in Christ. He's talking about the things that are in God, amen, that are better for godliness is profitable unto all things. What is that is? We call that, let me give you one analogy. It's the wisdom of God. 
He who winneth souls is wise. Wisdom will cause you to let the foolishness bypass you. Wisdom will say, don't launch because they're launching at you right now. But I'm not saying don't never speak your truth. I'm saying God will give you a time and a place to correct people that have tried to incorrectly state it to you. You just got to use the wisdom of God and then you can speak your truth and you can go sit back at your chair and you will have a peace about your spirit because God, I believe that God don't want us to be whiners and let our our kindness and our meekness be mistaken to be overwritten and be abused. I do not believe that child of God. There's a way of tactfully handling situations in the Lord that you can speak your truth and let God fight your battle. Amen. I'll close this morning by saying this. You want to be a good minister of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is what he says, and I'm going to put it this 6, 7, 8, and 9, and we're closing. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained, but refuse profane and old wise fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. As I said, for bodily exercise profit of little, but godliness is profitable unto all men, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. In conclusion, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. When you strive to be a good minister of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you could classify it this way that one of the brothers used to say, trying to do a good deed in the day. But let that good deed be led by the Spirit of God. When you do it as unto Lord, you do it and you don't worry about it, they're going to pay you back. You give it when God give unto you. That's why you don't loan. If you ain't got it to loan, don't loan it, you give it. When you give it God in closing will give back unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over that God will cause men to give it into your bosom I close this morning by saying this when God opens the door of success to your life you won't let any spirit of wickedness deceive you into believing that God is not real when you listen to the Holy Ghost of God when he's telling you he says Romans 8 and 14 for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Just let God lead you. When God leads you, he'll never lead you into tragedy. When God leads you, he'll lead you to success. When God leads you, you may have tears, but they may be tears of joy. When God leads you, he said, though you were sick, but not unto death, God is saying he is your deliverer. What I'm trying to tell you is this. When you don't allow the spirit of the enemy to get your focus off of God, when you look to the heels from which cometh your help, and you know as the old Dr. Watts saints would say when you know that you know that you know that God is your savior when you know that you know that you know that God is your deliverer when you know that you know that you know that God is the one that picked you up out of the muck and the mire he placed your feet on solid ground when you know that God is the one that brought you up out of the hospital bed when you know that God is the one that is your deliverer you were sick but not unto death when you know that it was God that allowed your blood pressure to come down. You know God was the one that broke that fever. You know it was God that, that was one. Amen. That did it for you. If he did it once what? He'll do it again. 
We close this morning that God will make a way where there is no way. And I want you to know it this way. As the songwriter says and as the psalmist has wrote, when you don't allow the enemy to get you down and get you out, hear me this way. You may get knocked down, but as long as you're not knocked out, you can get back up and get back on it and keep on your grind. I'm praying this morning that you will get on your spiritual grind and you will let God make a way where there is no way. His God that I talk about is the one where there is no door. He'll make a door. It's just like the ones who had the man that was sick. They cut a hole in the roof to drop him down because God is the one, is your healer. God is the one that should deliver. So when you know, as the saints of God would say, when you know that you know that you know that you know God made a way for you. I trust as we close this podcast and Triple C podcast this morning that God will make a way where there is no way. Be aware of the enemy. Know the truth and walk in this freedom. And I pray that this podcast will be a blessing unto you as we close out in prayer now. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we go now and close this podcast for this Sunday, may the words of my mouth again be a blessing to somebody. We close out now believing that you are the one that will do it you did it once, you'll do it again. Make a way until the next time. Tony Triple C Podcast signing off. Take us home, Brother Norville. Can leave on.